Welcome to another episode of Local First Podcast. On this episode, we have Jamie Howard, VP of Sales and Marketing, and Jerry Curtin, General Manager of Core Wellness. Welcome, guys. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing good, thanks. All right, Jerry. So before we get into the nuts and bolts of Core Wellness and the story behind it, um, like in a, in a sentence or two, you know, what? who is, who are you guys? You know, you know, Jerry, who are you? Or, you know... Uh, Jamie and I are, are two guys here in the local area that have started up a business here a few years ago, and uh, our business is trying to help people find a healthy, healthier day through wellness. And uh, it's turned into quite a, a nice little business where the people that we serve are, are doing great things. So we're happy to be here, happy to be on your show and talk about what we do. That's awesome. I, I really appreciate that, guys. When I first met you um, uh, almost a few months ago, um, I was really impressed about uh, what you do, and and so tell us, tell the listeners why you're doing it uh, with Core Wellness. Well, Core Wellness is a, a corporate on-site wellness business where we're trying to bring the value of wellness at a very personal level to the companies that we serve. And to unpackage that in, in simple terms, um, Jamie and I like to explain it as <clears throat> most people that we run into on a day-to-day -day basis are just not simply operating at 100%. They don't feel that their energy level is 100%. Their body doesn't feel like they're at 100%. And, you know, life in general just doesn't feel like they could, uh, that they're operating at 100%. Jamie and I in, in Core Wellness, we see every person and in, in our business, every employee is having the potential of elevating that resiliency. And by elevating that resiliency through different things, uh, focusing on your health, the results are simply a happier, healthier you. And uh, when it comes to the business world, happy and healthy employees usually means a happy and healthy business. So we're in the craft of, you know, trying to make happy and healthy people uh, by just doing some very foundation basic human behavior change kind of work out there. Yeah, and I think when you break that down to the next level, when you take away from what are we doing for the individual and then what are we doing for the companies, you know, our target is when you start looking at how can companies perform at a higher level, how can they reduce costs, and how can they attract and retain top talent. And it always comes down to that individual. When the individuals are healthier, stronger, more resilient, that impacts the bottom line productivity and overall results of the organization. So when you get to the individual, you get them better, you get them stronger, you get them performing at a higher level, it, it impacts the entire organization. That's really, I, I like that. Um, what's, what led you guys to you know, start this up and, and, and why? Yeah, I, that's a good question. It's a, a bit of a long story. Um, I started out in my career in human resources and in finance. And throughout the HR career, like many other HR professionals, you spend a fair amount of time in career counseling and career development. So after a decade, 12, 15 years, you spend a lot of time with people trying to explore the skills and the behaviors that they need to get promoted. And over the course of time, you see a lot of people that get promoted. Um, and in that experience, sometimes you see people that get promoted that don't quite work out. Um, and then you see the people that are sort of left behind, that are still trying to do everything they can to improve, but somehow seem to struggle. So 
in a business sense, I sat in a position for a long time trying to put the best players on the team. And from a business standpoint, um, that's what we help do. We help improve the resiliency of, of every employee. But from a passion standpoint, I became keenly focused on this group of people who were wanting and needing help, but for some reason not being able to get there themselves. So I became sort of a, a, a fan of behavior and perception, and I was working a lot with people on building corporate and business skills, leadership skills, communication skills. But it always came back to the, the foundation of success was a more general sense of how well they were and how well they were behaving you know, in a lifestyle standpoint. So what quickly was good career coaching evolved into a lot of interpersonal coaching, um, time and energy spent across cultures and studying psychology and things of that nature. I became very much passionate about combining the ability to become a better worker and elevate your skills to pursue your dreams and wealth or whatever it is that you're into. Um, but at the same time, trying to have the proper balance and life fulfillment and happy factor, if you will, um, to make it through and, and feel like, yes, you're going somewhere, but you're enjoying the trip along the way. So you, you mentioned lifestyle. I mean, what, is that, what does that look like or how do you try to either improve that in a person, either at work or at yeah. home? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it, one of the things that we want to focus on is being the catalyst for change. You know, and when we talk to individuals, um, we identify that everybody wants to live a little bit differently. They want to improve their life. They want to perform higher at work, at home. They want to be there for their families. But um, many times they don't know how to do it or they don't have the capacity to do it based on time, energy and so forth. Uh, so our focus is giving the tools and, and the approach to help people and engage them to want to change to identify that and then give them the tools and the process to change along the way. So really, if you look at it, we're, we're kind of the, the organization that helps, um, helps identify that path for individuals and then guides them along the way. Okay. And when you break that down, you know, we all know that people want to be healthier, uh, but they don't have time. So bringing the tools and resources to them at work where they spend the majority of their time is what's very different and what's very unique. So it's not just providing them information, not providing them technology, but providing the resources with our teams that are on site at the corporate level to help provide that service to those people. And I saw that firsthand, was it about a week or so ago? Yeah, yeah. And that was really impressive what you guys do there. And there was, you know, there was a line of people waiting to get their biometrics done. And then, uh, Jamie, you were able to show me the uh, the room upstairs, a dedicated room for employees to be able to go to, Yeah. which I thought was like, I mean, that's really cool to have on-site services like that. And I've never seen that before. The package is, is unique, or at least we believe it's, it's unique. You know, we have the ability to um, put two wellness professionals on site inside of our company, and every person that engages in the program has full access to both of those people. And if you can provide the, the right professionals with the right balance of skill set, you will attract a wide variety of personality and you'll attract a wide variety of need in wellness. So, so our, 
our magic, so to speak, is to realize that everybody's journey is a little bit unique. But at the same time, there's a foundation that we all share in good health, and that's really the core of core wellness. And when we engage with each person, they have a choice of, of really stepping into one of three lanes. The first lane would be your physical health, your bones, your muscles, your joints, your aches, your pains. The second lane that people generally engage in is their metabolic health or the things in your environment that are coming into and coming into contact with your body, including your diet and, you know, things like that. And then the third lane that people enter into becoming a, a healthier you is in the cognitive or the mental well-being space. Obviously, we uh, believe that you know, a healthy mind will eventually drive a healthy body, but for some, starting with the body is a little bit easier. Um, in our world, it doesn't really matter where someone wishes to begin in physical or metabolic or cognitive health, um, but quickly, when we engage with those people down one of those lanes, they soon find themselves in one of the other lanes talking about nutrition and stress or talking about weight and pain and diet. So um, the core, and it's intentional that we named it that way, is that there, the magic is just to have consistent behavior over the three areas of health that are the most important for our longevity and for our happiness. How do, you, how do you get the employees involved in these types of um, services or practices at their, at their facilities? I mean, is that, is that some of a, somewhat of a challenge of its own? Uh, it, it is, and, and I think that's what's very unique about this approach also is, you know, if you look at the tra traditional medical world um, and healthcare, it's very reactive, right? So somebody gets sick, they go to their doctor, they go to their chiropractor, um, and, and they get that specific issue taken care of. Our world is, let's find out why people continue to have issues, whether it's their weight, it's their pain, it's chronic health conditions, and get to the root cause of those issues. And when you have to deal with that, it takes a long time to build that trust. So when we're there working with these individuals on a regular basis, and they see that we've become part of their world, they get to know our people. They see them in the hallway. Our, our teams spend time out on the floor and in the field getting to know the jobs. They can build that trust level. So while you may have a large portion of people that are excited about having this care model on site right away, you may have another portion of that that it takes a little bit of time to get there. But that consistency and that repetition and always being there and building that relationship and rapport is what breaks down kind of that barrier to attract those individuals. What does it mean for the, uh, the employer and how does that, how do they benefit? I, I think there's incredible value uh, that we bring on two levels. One is the apparent work that we do in wellness, trying to improve the physical, metabolic, and cognitive wellness of everyone. And when you do that, things like operational metrics will improve, um, absenteeism goes down, quality goes up, and there's all sorts of things that we can tr uh, track along those lines. So there's this very operational impact that wellness brings by having healthier people. Um, but then there is sort of the, the vision and the mission of the company. And we're talking about leadership and culture and why people like to come to work at this company and why people stay, why they feel fulfilled. And core wellness is a, just, a, I think, a really nice extension of that leadership team 
We're an extension of a company's values. We reinforce that every person matters. We take the time and energy on behalf of that company to just show them the personal attention that they need. And we are uh, keenly aware that each business is different. And so for us to fit in appropriately, we have to massage our operations to fit into their environment. So whether it's a three-shift operation where we have to be there all three shifts or it's a downtown city white collar environment, you know, our, our role is to be there and to be there for them. And when we are and people have access, like Jamie says, we may not get the person who really needs the help on the first engagement or even the second engagement or interaction. But after being there for two or three months and people who really need help start hearing stories of others who have received the help and are getting better, uh, we make it uh, a very open door policy. So being able to help the employees is also a great extension of the HR team. Again, we carry the benefits, the values, the rules. We know the policies, the safety regulations. Um, so wherever we can help in terms of being a good partner to HR and carrying forward the leadership message, we do that. And of course, at the end of the day, our business is to help people get healthier. So uh, we stick around in our clients because the people are actually getting healthier. That's and that's good. a big difference. It is I big think. like that. I know that's, it's nice that you don't have to worry about doing these things after work or on your off time and you can schedule time during the time that you're at work to take care of some of these things that you need to take care of. So what are some of like, give, give me, you know, do you work with um, small businesses that are, you know, just solopreneurs or entrepreneurs or, you know, big corporations or, you know, is it something in the middle, you know, what's your, what's your ideal client that you're, you're looking for? Yeah, I, I think that um, the answer to that is yes. Right. So um, <laughs> what we've identified over the years is that um, every company has different needs um, and, and we've had to, to really be flexible in the way we approach that. So a company that is white collar, that has 1,000 employees in three different markets, we have to scale accordingly to, to handle those. Whereas if you have a smaller client in a small market, you also have to be able to adapt to that. So um, our, our target market is really the, comes down to the organization that is really focused on their people. They wanna improve the performance of their people, they can look as a, as a visionary and identify where are we going in the future. And we know as our business changes, we can't be in the same position we are today because we're going to ask different things for our peop from our people. So that's the kind of um, companies that we tend to look to work with is the ones that want to adopt change, want to continue to grow and develop and, and, and see that long-term growth capability. Yeah. We're, we're in a weird business, Rob, um, and, and, and it's weird to be in this space because inherently everyone has this feeling like we should be healthy, right? And when it comes to corporate wellness, I think inherently a lot of people understand a healthier worker is a better worker, right? Yeah. Um, but the honest truth or, you know, what what is the reality out there is there are a lot of companies and arguably a lot of leadership teams who aren't that healthy. No. And so talking about providing corporate health has to start by looking the owner or that leadership and that leadership team in the eyes and saying, you know, how healthy are we and how healthy are you right now? And if we go down this journey, are you going to lead your people 
And so, again, I think we find a lot of people that want to do more in wellness. And we find that the critical key to success is if it's being led properly. So you can have the best wellness program in the world, but if it's not being adopted and championed and, and marketed by a healthy leader, um, you're not going to get nearly the results that you know you set out for initially. Got to lead by example. You do. You right. have to lead by example. And leading by example doesn't mean a perfect picture of health. No. It means an honest, vulnerable picture of health where you can communicate to some level that you're always on the journey of improvement. Yeah. I like that. that that's really good. So if you could go back, you know, how long have you guys been in business now? We've been together five years. Five years? Core Wellness is coming up on our third year. Third year? Yeah. yeah. So if you could go back in time, what would you do differently? I think I would pick a different business partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, too late for that. I, you know, I, I, I think that's um, an interesting question because we look at, you know, the way our business has evolved over the past um, two and a half years. And you just asked the question, you know, we went into this model thinking here's our standard uh, vertical that we want to go after. And we've identified that there's multiple channels. So whether it's a private organization, um, it's a, a government organization, it's a smaller company with only a few employees or a large company, we've had to adapt to that. And we didn't really understand that going in right away. Um, so I think as we've become more nimble and been able to react to what people want, because the reality of it is everybody needs help. So no matter what type of organization is, you're in, if you're able to provide that at some level, we can change individuals' lives and change the organizational outcome. Um, and I think that's probably something that we didn't recognize early on in this business model. Yeah, I think that's well put. I mean, sort of the thing that we provide to individuals about, you know, getting to be a healthier day is a lot like running a small business. You know, it takes a lot of work every day. And I think what we realized is with some early success in doing what we do, which is help people get a little bit healthier, um, from a business standpoint, we didn't expect to see some of the interest and in some of the demand so early. So when people were asking us to adapt and go into different environments, um, it, you know, it's obviously just a, a business issue of can you prepare yourself to serve that client. And again, I, I think it's a, it's a nice position to be in, to be wanted, and to, and to be pursued. But... Um, I think it's kind of the craziness of when people get wind of success, I think other people get interested. So it's been a, it's been a nice six months here recently with a lot of the extra attention. Good. I like that. So tell, give me a story of that, you know, through this process that you're like, wow, you guys are really making a difference in someone's lives. Yeah. I, I, I get asked this a lot and, and I have to say, I'll, I'll tell a story, if that's okay, about um, a worker at a company that we've been involved with in the past, and her, her name's Mary. She was a factory worker, probably in her late 40s, um, running a machine that she did every day, probably for the last 15 years. And one of the things that's very unique about our approach is we have to get to know the business, what people do, what their challenges are. Um, what do they do in, day in and day out so we can help them get, live a better life? So as we walked in and Jerry and I uh, walked around this factory, we walked up and asked this Mary, you know, tell us about your job. What do you do? 
and she showed us, she took us through the process of every single thing that she did. And then she looked at us and she goes, why are you asking this? And so we explained to her, we're coming on in January. We're going to be your new on-site wellness provider. And it's this is what it's going to have. It's going to have an on-site chiropractor and wellness coach. We're going to focus on your, your strength, resiliency, your pain, um, and getting you healthier and stronger. And she started crying right there. And Jerry and I looked at each other and we're like, what did we just say? You know, what just happened here? And... I, I said, did I say something wrong? And she said, no. She goes, you have no idea that I go home from work every night and I'm in so much pain from my job that I can't lift up my little kids and I can't even play with them. So my life and the quality of life I have when I leave here is so poor that I'm basically living just to work every day. And she said, you're gonna give this and have access to for this at my job? And we're like, yes. So. When we hear stories like that, and that's just one, we hear things like that every single day. Um, you know, on the individual level, it, it makes you realize that we're doing this for the right reason, and it's for the people. And it's giving them the opportunity to experience something that they don't necessarily have or are willing to do on their own. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. yeah. And the best thing about this business is we get to meet people literally from all walks of life from all different perceptions, from all different sorts of cultures and backgrounds. And um, yeah, I mean, we learn just as much from helping people as I hope they learn from us. I remember a, a, a lady one time had come in uh, initially and her request was, I need to lose some weight. And that's not uncommon. Lots of people are out there trying to lose weight. And after we sort of dig into, you know, uh, someone's complete background and, and different things about their life, we determined that the reason she wanted to lose weight was to save her marriage. And she was very concerned that this was, you know, an issue that was critical to the success of her marriage. And you dive into that a little bit deeper and you find out that the reason for that was this woman's desire to have a baby. And she was having lots of physical complications. And while we'll never claim that, you know, everything we did contributed to the success of this woman being able to bear a child, but two and a half years later, you know, with weight loss, with a, an incredibly uh, improved diet, you know, handling her mental stress better and, and just working on a lot of things, uh, we believe put her in a, a good position to be a healthier woman to be able to do what she wanted to do. And again, you know, two years prior, she was just one of many people who come, came in to us and said, I'd like to lose a little weight. You know, but as you get to know someone and you get to understand their why and you become part of their journey, um, you know, it's the kind of thing now where, you know, the, the happiest day of that coaching experience was when we got the pictures of the baby. Um, you know, that, that makes it all worthwhile. And those kind of relationships last a long time. And the work that we do with people we believe you know, sets them on a different course. It gives them a little bit conf more confidence to behave in a good and healthy way. And when you do that, you just get a little bit more confidence about your future. And she was a great story. Yeah, I think on the business side, if you, you know, those were two individual stories. On the business side, uh, we had a recent story of, of an HR executive who we've worked with for a few years. And uh, when we started working them, we were having a lot of issues with their uh, loss ratio on their insurance spend. 
And she came to us not too long ago, and we started talking about where things had lined up this year over the previous two years. And they had such a dramatic reduction in their loss ratio. It was, I believe, almost 50% from where they had been, and they were at 125% loss ratio. And she tells the story that they were almost un- uninsurable. You know, nobody wanted to write them anymore. Um, and now they're at the point where companies are vying for their business and want their business because they've improved their loss ratio so much. So she looked at Jerry and I, she goes, this is one of the best decisions I've ever made in my professional career. You know, you look at that and you go, okay, we're doing the right thing here and helping our clients solve their problems. I think the the second business example that's a good testament of, of what we've done is we had a client where we were present uh, two years. And they came to us and said, uh, we are going through a restructuring and we will be doing a reduction in force and sadly we'll be taking out a handful of people. We're going to be changing up a lot of things, but we've realized that in order to get us through this tough time, we're not going to um, cancel or remove the core wellness resources. We want to keep you here. And the decision was made to keep us on, and we prepared for a completely different environment around employee well-being. And we partnered with that leadership team to uh, help people understand that the business decision was necessary, that the people were still valued, and even though we're going through wavy water, we're keeping the team here that keeps you in good shape and takes care of you because those of you who are here, you know, we're going to forge together. And if you've ever been in a business or you're a business leader, you've been through any kind of reduction, it's a very painful experience, and it can take quite a while for the culture to recover sometimes. And we were proud that, you know, while we didn't uh, raise our flag with lots of specific health improvements during that time, we felt like we were a very valuable partner to the business to get them through a culture-changing time where they really needed to impress upon the employees that they were valued and that they wanted them to stay and they cared about them. That's really cool that you guys are working on both ends of the spectrum when it comes to employees as well as the, the business owners and, and really merging them together in that synergy of, you know, helping one out and helping the other out. And it, that's a really cool process, what you're doing. So what, is, got you, what has you fired up about the future and what's, what's coming up for you guys and what can those businesses out there that are listening, what, what can they expect? Yeah, I, I would say probably, um, you know, to continue to see the evolution of, of the individuals we work with have been, has really been exciting for us. Um, but then to look at, you know, companies need something different because you can't, for lack of better terms, stay on the hamster wheel of continuing to do the same thing every single day and expecting different results. And as we look at and meet with companies that had a 15% increase in their insurance premium, a 30%, they've had uh, retention issues, they can't find people to hire. I mean, this is an everyday problem with every single one of these companies. And then we look at what we're doing with our existing clients and how we're solving those issues. That every day when I wake up, we go, we're doing the right thing and we're helping companies. So being able to continue on that trend and getting this in front of more people, every single person we talk to is like, I can't believe I have access to this at my employer. I mean, nobody else has this. 
you know, most people don't even know this exists right now. Yeah, I also think times are changing, aren't they? I mean, it's nice to see that there's a cultural wave here in the West where we're putting so much focus on health. But I think there's a level of transparency, right, that we see in our pop culture where from a business standpoint, you always just trusted the leader. You trusted the leadership team. Um, they sometimes felt almost untouchable. Um, but now this you know, uh, day and age of transparency where a lot of your uh, life outside of work is known by those around you and people are being held accountable uh, to behavior that was perhaps accepted in the past. So there is a wonderful sort of awareness around personal accountability, personal behavior, personal demeanor, um, lack or, uh, you know, lack of empathy in some cases. So with what we do, bringing just awareness to yourself and how to be a better you, I think it, it dovetails quite nicely um, to what's popular right now, which is people are looking at people uh, a, with a little bit more scrutiny than they did in the past, and they look at their leaders with more scrutiny. And good companies are led by good leaders who aren't afraid to be good role models, and that's smart in business, good with leadership, and a healthy person. So uh, we like what we see. It seems like uh, there's a lot of work to do out there, and you know we're we're okay with that. I'm we're, excited about that. I, I I love what you guys are doing. It's just it's amazing. So how do the um, are, are there any resources or if anyone wants to anybody wants to get more information about what you guys are doing or want to set up a one on one or interview, how do they uh, get a hold of you or what resources do you have out there? Yeah, I would say um, probably the best thing to do is to, to either visit our website to get a quick overview of our business, which is www.thecorewellness.com, and that's C-O-R, wellness.com, or they can email me directly at jhoward at thecorewellness.com. Very cool, very cool. So uh, we're going to move into the last segment of the show, and it's a rapid-fire question. We could have a little fun here, let the audience get to know a little bit more about you. But before we get into these rapid-fire questions, you guys get to ask me one question. Hmm. What did you want to be when you are little? Oh, God, do you really want to say it? What did I want? I wanted to be a pilot. A pilot. Why? Yes. Why? Cause I just love being in the air and flying. And the closest I got was to a, a warrant officer, warrant officer um, testing in the Army to fly a helicopter, and I just missed it. Uh, yeah. Great. I would always want to. I mean, I've flown and jumped out of helicopters and jumped out of planes, and that's probably the closest I've gotten to actually behind the stick of uh, an aircraft. That was always something I wanted to do, and it's always it's still in the back of my head. Yeah, there's time yet. Yeah. Right? There's there's still time yet. There's time yeah. yet. Yeah, so that's that's something I would really want to do. So, all right, so I'm going to ask you guys a few questions. Either one of you can ask them, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this up. So, if you could give a TED talk on anything outside of your expertise, what would it be? Tattoos. Tattoos. <laughs> See now, how many do you have, Kurt? I didn't say I had any, Rob. I would just say that would be my topic <laughs> of discussion. Okay. All right. All right. I have to dig deeper. <laughs> so Jerry is a very artistic person. So, okay. Um, he won't talk about it, but he loves to draw. He paints and things like that. So um, I know he's always had a passion for the arts and um, I, he probably won't admit this, but I'm gonna re I'm gonna tell everybody that if he could do anything 
different today, he'd be a tattoo artist and open up his ta- own tattoo shop. I guarantee that. I could see that. Yeah. You could do that. You could do right. that on a side, little uh, side yeah, job. I, I could do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like what I do now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, one more. How has a failure or apparent failure set you up for future success? Well, you know, I, I, I'll put it to you. Um, both Jerry and I played sports growing up. And I think that, you know, uh, playing sports and being very, very active and competitive has always driven me to want to continue to succeed and grow and be better at what at what I do. Um, and we don't see a lot of this today in our in our environments that we're in. But failure, losing, not you know, not winning, not getting this role, not getting this job, not winning this deal, um, that has put me in a position personally where I want to do hard. I want to work harder and do better the next time around. Um, so I think having that foundation growing up in an active sports-minded uh, environment uh, is is really what kind of helped put me in the position I am today. Yeah, I think as I get older, it's not as if I don't expect to fail. I still expect to fail. I think perhaps I'm just better prepared to get through it. Get through it, how now, to pick yourself up. Than I cover. was yeah. before. And, you know, hopefully I get a little wiser over time to recognize the things that, you know, could trip me up. But... Um, I, you know, we, we kind of look at it as, you know, whether it's failure or suffering in general, it's part of life, you know, yeah. so you have to welcome it. And the more you recognize it and see it, the easier it is to work through it. So I would tell my younger self to relax a little bit and, no and it'll work itself it'll work out. Itself and, out. And everything and will be all right. Keep working hard, keep your head up and, you know, everything will be okay. All right. Very cool. I appreciate you guys being on the show. Any last requests, any last parting words for the audience? I would just like to say thanks, Rob, for having us. Yeah. It's been a, I appreciate a, a it. pleasure to, to be on your show. I, I'm very fortunate to meet you guys. And if it wasn't for, was it John and his wife? Jessica. Uh, Jessica, yeah. yeah, at HRS. Yep, correct. Yeah, down at uh, the Aurora downtown by me. And that was, I appreciate that. Um, you guys do a fantastic job what you're doing. I do take offense that you think I'm overweight, <laughs> uh, but I will deal with that. <laughs> thanks for being on Local First Podcast today, guys. Thanks. Have a good day. Let's keep the conversation going. You can find me by searching Local First Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Also head over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave some comments. You also have the opportunity to request to have a guest or topic for Local First Podcast. For any of the books or resources talked about on these episodes, head over to localfirstpodcast.com. Click on the resources tab. I also want to thank Exact the Corp for Studio One. Until next time, it's your host, Rob Kohansky.